Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I've just landed in beautiful Monaco. Oh, have you? Just landed? Yeah, yeah, so have I, so have I. Oh, good, good, good. Same place, huh? Oh, beautiful already. I'm not even seeing anything, but already I'm loving it. I've got the same thought start the interview. I've noticed that Coogan and Uma, I've always wanted to ask this question. Coogan and Uma call you Edward. Am yeah. I we at that stage yet? Whatever you want, mate, it's not yeah. a problem. Alright, Edward. A lot of yeah. people call me a lot worse. Oh, well, but I'll, Edward's I'll, I'll nice. Edward's nice. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about this huge yeah. card on, uh, here in Monte Carlo. Mm. I mean, this venue that we're in now, we're going to do a wee pan it's, now. Yeah. It's, uh, I suppose the best word is random. Mm. You know, I see a lot of people put out on social media like, oh, it's that time of year where a load of uh, fighters come together, some that you know, you might not have heard of, some might not have a huge profile, some have big profiles, and it's just sort of jumbled together in a 500-seater venue in one of the oldest casinos in the world. Mm -hmm. You've not been to the show before, have you? I haven't, no. I wait till Saturday, it's an incredible experience. Incredible, I mean, for a fight fan, this is a hidden gem, because you get to, you've, you've just pan round. Like, you can buy a seat here, where I'm standing, you are 10 yards away. Because you're there, right. yeah. Right, and you've got a bar in here, check this out. Where you go for a little couple of cheeky liveners during the fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just—it's a lovely experience. You have got the prince and all the royal family down there on the side. It's a really, really unique, unique event. I mean, it's not everybody's. Yeah, you got to be untouched. It's not everybody's cup of tea, as in like the hardcore fans who, whoa, what's this? In a casino, 500 people. But it is unique, really unique. You know, we we do everything from 90,000 to building a venue in Saudi Arabia next week to coming here, and this is. Honestly, in terms of our diary, this is one that I really look forward to, and I think this event this year is a cracker, and I think the main event is totally under the radar, unless you are a hardcore boxing fan. So it's, 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 it's a, a strange one where, you know, the hardcores will probably moan about the event, but then they look at that fight and go, fuck me, that's an absolute, it's a, mate, it's an unbelievable fight. Unbelievable fight. And I hope we get what we could get with that fight on Saturday. Which you mentioned at the press conference of what? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, look, you've got... Is it Bisputin's had 315 amateur fights. I think lost 16 or something like that. Uh, oh, look at these little cheeky ones coming around. Morning. What we got here? Yeah, so get, get a bit try, vegan? Vegan lifestyle? <laughs> Are you vegan as well? Mm. I'm, I'm not vegan. vegan. No? No. no. What? You vegan. Can one, you can have one cheat day. One cheat day. Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> was it foie gras? Oh, that's right. That's right up there on the vegan list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so also on the card, I mean, you've got you mentioned Saudi Arabia, the huge hip. Mm. I mean, mm. we'll talk about that later mm. on in this interview. But you've got two heavyweights on the mm. card just now. You've got Hugh Fury. I'll mm. keep asking the question. You first of all, that. Dumb. And Zhili Zhang. Yep. I mean, probably on her. He hadn't fought for over a year. Zhili Zhang is a, is a fascinating fighter. Twenty and already. Obviously Chinese. Uh, great amateur career. We saw him in the Olympics as well. If you can fight and you're from China. If you're a heavyweight mm. and you can fight and you're from China, congratulations. And really, he's been out with injury. He was supposed to box here. Dino Duma, Dino Duma made a good point. He was supposed to box here last year. Supposed to box Ustinov. Hunter stepped in, and look what Hunter's gone oh. under. So Zhang's kind of kicking himself. Wants to make up for lost time. He's fighting Rudenko. It's a good fight, tough fight. Rudenko's never been stopped. Fought some top level heavyweights. Very, very tough. But he can really bang Zhang. And I'm interested to see if he can stop Rudenko on Saturday night. And Rudenko right fancies it because Zhang's been out for over a year. He thinks it's a big opportunity for him. So Huey Fury back in the ring against Pavel Sauer. Um, Sauer's a decent heavyweight who shouldn't beat Huey Fury. Um, just went uh, points with Jermaine Franklin in the States on Showbox. Good fighter. Um, Huey, I kind of feel a bit for Huey because 
you know, he signed with us, we were going to give him this kind of fight as his first fight. The Povetkin fight come up, and him and Peter were like, we'll take that fight. They don't, they've got balls of steel. You know, they've been in with Parker, they've been in with Pulev in Bulgaria, they've boxed Povetkin, they're ready for all those fights, but now it's just time to just build, to learn, to improve, take everything that you've learned from those really tough, world-class fights and put it into use. And I'm hoping that on Saturday night, he looks really good and he can make a statement and move into 2020. We know he's prepared to fight anybody, so that's not a problem. Um, now it's about racking up some victories and, and moving on into a division that he's absolutely on fire at the moment. People forget his age as well, Hugh. He's only 24 years old. I know, but that's, you know, that's, I think that's the remarkable thing about him and the opposition he's faced. Mm. You know, like He's so unprotected in that respect. And that's because, like I said, Peter's got that mentality of, no, we take, we take our chances. Like A loss is not, doesn't define you. And a loss against those kind of guys in world title eliminators and all that kind of stuff certainly doesn't define you. So they jumped in. But I think now there's just that um, sort of understanding from Peter and us and MTK just to say, let's just, let's rack up some victories. Let's improve. Let's take everything you learned from those losses and put them into good use in 2020 because that's his year. And a lot of people are writing him off. Like, I really feel that with a little bit more experience and a little bit more belief, he could have beaten Alexander Povetkin at the O2. Like, he weren't that far away. You know, there's a point in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, I was thinking, you step on a gas here, you can take this fight. And he didn't quite have the experience and probably the belief to go and do that. And he will do moving forward. So, you know, he gets stick like every fighter does. But look, at you, you shouldn't really give Huey Fury stick, in my, in my opinion, because if you generally dish out stick for people who aren't taking chances, give the credit and respect to people that are. Yeah. And that is Huey Fury. Quick one, Joe Quadina moving down to Super Feather. Yeah. I was in Nottingham. Mm. I, I mean, I love the fight because I like to see our young prospects really tested. Mm. You cannot be anything but tested against Enrique Tinoco. Like we saw him come over, he stepped up at late notice to fight Devin Haney at lightweight went 12 rounds with him. He's a featherweight, really, who boxes at Super Feather as well. So he's moving to Super Feather, where he's boxed a lot. Joe's moving back down to Super Feather, where he started most of his career. It's dangerous. It's dangerous because, really, you think that you're moving down, you want to test it back out. Don't fight a Mexican who just is absolute all-action relentless with a great chin and can punch. And, and he's got a, you know, just, just so like a bit of context for fight fans. There's certain managers and matchmakers that you deal with that you know their fighter will always come to fight. Mm. He's uh, represented by a guy called uh, Paco from Paco Presents in Mexico. His guys always come to fight. He had uh, Humberto Soto, you know, when he fought Brandon Rios and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he, again, with, um, oh, what we got there, mate? Truffle. Vegan? No. Yes, it's vegan. It's vegan. It's vegan. It's a truffle. Yeah, it's got the cream in it. Any vegans popping about, let me know, Gov. Yeah, all right, sweet. I'm vegan as well. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My six packs called. Yeah, yeah, mine's not. It was never there. Um, so, yeah, with, with Paco Present. So, and they always come to yeah. win. And he's already come to me today. Oh, we beat another one of your guys this weekend. And my response is, please go for it. Yeah. But like, we want to see what Caldina's made of. I believe Caldina is a world class talent. I really do. And uh, this is going to show us exactly where he's at in terms of world level, where he's at in terms of the super featherweight division and limit. And I'm excited for that fight. Again, that's another probably what they call a sleeper of people 
you know, just expecting Cordina to bruise through. He's, he hasn't had a lot of fights, but he's won British and Commonwealth, and this is this is a big fight for him. One more question before we talk about the huge mm. fight next uh, next weekend, yeah. uh, Cecilia Breakhouse. Yes. I mean, I haven't seen much of Cecilia, if yeah. I'm being honest. I've mm. seen a few videos on YouTube. But back in Manchester, you mentioned Katie Taylor and Cecilia, but obviously mm. the weight, but that would have to be done if it's overwhelming. Yeah, Cecilia I mean, look, Saturday. obviously we've signed um, Cecilia Breakhouse. It's a, it's a pleasure to do so. One of my questions to her up there was, must be feel really rewarding to her having battled for so many years for women's boxing mm. just like I don't know Jane Couch did back in the day yeah. you know Cecilia really doing it at that top level with HBO and all those kind of people to see where women's boxing has gone over the last sort of five ten years a lot of that is down to her a lot of that is down to Katie Taylor a lot of that is down to Clarissa Shields and all these key people who have extreme talent with great amateur backgrounds and great profiles to push the sport so She's got a really tough fight against Bustos. Like, watch Katie Taylor against Bustos. She is a very, very good fighter, a very tough fighter. Um, Breakhouse is outstanding. Teamed up now with uh, Abel Sanchez at the Summit Gym in Big Bear. Very, very good fighter, very good fighter. When you talk about her coming down to fight Katie Taylor, she's at 147. That's going to be a conversation moving forward. How low can you go? How low can you, How low can you go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to be um, no context to get you to yeah, dance. No, no, that, definitely that. not. But can she make 140? Uh -huh. Probably not. Can she make 142, 143? Will Katie fight one? No. You've got to remember as well. Is that right? If it's yeah, you'd be a for all uh, undisputed worldweight oh, championship. Yeah, you can come in whatever limit you want underneath. So, mm. but but ultimately, you know, we want to make it credible, and that's. But Katie really isn't a 140. She's a 135. Yeah. She boxed uh, Linada too. That was tough. You know, and she had to do that and uh, get get the uh, grind out the win against a strong fighter. And Breakhouse will be very strong. You know, she'll be weighing in at whatever would be agreed, 142, 143. She'll be refueling to 150 odd, and Katie will be at 140. That's her weight. You know, she can't really get any heavier than that. So, but it's a great fight. It's a great fight for women's boxing. And I think Cecilia is at a stage of her career where she wants the defining fights now and. Katie Taylor is probably the biggest one out there for her. Saudi Arabia then. I know mm. you're going to see Coogan and Numa out there. squeaky but, uh, bum time. Oh, well, I'm, I'm do, do you know what? You know it's such a mega fight where you post stuff on social media and fans are replying going, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> like literally, like I'm so nervous for this fight. And it's going to are be one... Nervous? Oh, big time. Big time. But that's isn't... But it's so unusual to be so nervous... 10 days out. Normally you get to like Thursday. You get the short You know, the bum starts going a little bit. But I've been thinking about this fight for so long. People have been talking about this fight for so long. I know what it means to Anthony. So I'm nervous. I'm not, I'm not necessarily nervous. Say about the fight. Yeah, I mean, I know that it can go either way. But I'm nervous because of what he, how much he's put into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And how much it means to him. So, and I know that victory will just be one of the greatest moments ever. You know, I keep thinking about flying home, you know, with him having one, gets to the airport, it'd be thousands of people at the airport. It'll just, you know, and he, he deserves it so much because he had a tough time after the loss, you know, not just to take his first loss, criticism, you know, oh, he's, he's all hype, he's this, he's that. But again, the same kind of thing with Huey, where rather than embracing someone who's doing things quickly, start giving them stick yeah. like oh well maybe you're not that's a it, world, isn't yeah it? but he's not ready like he's never been ready yet for Klitschko you know he's never been ready maybe for even for Parker and these kind of Povetkin 
he's still learning. But he's at, I think the, the, the loss has taught him so much, he's taken that and he's really invested his time into his boxing even more so. You know, and that's why you might see him coming a little bit lighter because it's been boxing, boxing, boxing. It's seen that he brought in uh, Angel Fernandez. Yeah, as well. a few, few yeah. people. You know, and I, I really like that. You know, and sort of, I think I heard Rob talk at the presser about, you know, he's doing the pads, his shoulders are falling off, and when you're here and you've got some 18 stone monster pounding you here, what can you really see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? When you're outside the ropes and you're watching it, it's a bit like a. Alex Ferguson watching from the director's box rather than the dugout. See what you, mean, yeah. you get to see more, and it's been great. It's been great, but he is, you know, he's improving. He's learning all the time, but you don't really get the opportunity to put that into practice outside of the ultimate pressure cauldron. Mm. If that makes sense, it's not like you go. Well, what we're going to do is, you've brought in these new trainers, and Rob's now overseeing everything, and you know, moving away from the pads and watching. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a ten rounder to put that into practice, to work on everything you've been working on. Yeah. No, you're going to rematch Andy Ruiz in Saudi Arabia in front of the entire Big world, world yeah. you know? So, and this was like, you know, I said to him, do you want a comeback fight? Fuck, comeback fight? Imagine, like, imagine the stick he'd get for a comeback yeah. So it's like, no, I can beat this guy, and that's what I'm going to try and do, so make the fight. How much pressure is Anthony feeling right now? More pressure than the first fight, fighting to make his US debut? I mean, he did say that even if he does lose, yeah, he's I guess so. Yeah, he will old. do. No, no yeah. people keep saying, "Oh, is this the end?" I said, yeah. "This, if he loses, he's he's lost to one man, and he's unified the heavyweight division twice in 24 fights." Like, but he will box. He loves it. It's his life. But the pressure. Does he feel the pressure? Well, probably in a good way this mm. time. You know, I think last time it was kind of like pressure in the. No one expected him to lose. Everyone was sort of moaning that he weren't fighting Wilder and it was like a no win. Now it's like, if I beat this guy, I'm a two-time heavyweight champion of the world. Like, I'm, I'm the Mac fucking daddy. <laughs> Bring on and, Wilder. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But, yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, the arena's done, looks sensational. Yeah, yeah, because people, again, well, oh, look at that, fucking joke, never be ready. You know, what, we're two weeks before it was done. You know, um, both fighters are there. Both fighters training in the gyms that have been built for them, you know. Purpose-built yeah. gyms. Yeah. And Coogan and Newmar are going to love that. Oh mate, but Wednesday, uh, Monday night's the first media event for those boys. Uh, when, uh, Tuesday will be the workout. Wednesday press conference. Um, it's just going to be honestly the build-up. Just the excitement. This fight is the biggest fight. I was going back. Certainly the biggest fight of the decade, right? Is it the biggest fight of the century? Well, you had Lewis Tyson, you know, in I think early 2000, I was 2001, 2002, something like that. Could it be? Fuck it, I'm saying the biggest fight ever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're gonna get stick Yeah, yeah, no, this, this, no I don't give a fuck. This, this, this is, it's huge, it's yeah. huge. And by next week, by this time next week, there will be global euphoria. Ruiz v Joshua. The good, thing, good thing as well, it's on early in the UK time, is it not? 9 pm. 9 yeah, PM. for those asking, 9 pm, first bell uh, for Joshua Ruiz. So you've got Dillian Wyatt, you've got yeah, Povetkin against Hunter, you've got Hergovic Molina, you've got Majidov against Little. So we'll be starting about 6 pm with the televised. And I would love to say that I've deliberately created this heavyweight card. I haven't, because we had. Suzuko hurt his hand and we had John O'Carroll against Quig fall out because of Quig injury so I've replaced him with heavyweights 
and now we have 10 heavyweights <laughs> on one of the biggest nights of what boxing of all time. Mate, there'll be a lot of, uh, lot, lot of knockouts, a lot of excitement, and you know, bringing boxing to a complete new territory. It's ma major week for everybody. So Dylan White, yep. mentioned him, he's been announced from the card. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously what happened back mm -hmm. in July, how's his mindset going into a fight like Good. this? Good, I mean again, like you know, we still search for statements by people to stop questions coming in, but we have to get on with his career. You know, at the end of the day, as we've been for a million times, he's not suspended, he's, he's not banned, he's clear to box by everyone, so what are you going to do? You know, you're going to get on with your career, and he will be, and, but you know, we push for UCAD to come out and you know. I think what people are more about is the B sample. The B sample, the B sample, yeah. I don't know about the B, the B sample is more. It's not really relevant in the situation. Mm. What's relevant is is that he had his hearing. He was cleared to fight. Okay, so you've cleared him to fight. So come on, come out and give the reasons why you cleared him to fight, and that he will, he is free to continue his career. So, and there's loads of stuff that we know, which is so frustrating because he wants to say so much. He's bound by confidentiality and anything that he says will affect his position. Mm. So if he starts coming out and saying, fucking this, that, and blah, 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 it's really, you know, we, we, we just want closure. But in the meantime, he's got to carry on his career and there's no reason why he shouldn't. Now, you can't say to him, no, you, you shouldn't be fine. Why? I've been cleared, I've, I'm a license holder, you know, I've not been found guilty, I've, I've been cleared to box, so how can I not box? And it, it's been incredibly frustrating for him because it's affected his WBC position as well, but, you know, he's got, he had can a... You, can you just, uh, appeal that? Or? Yeah, we will be, but, you know, again, like, with the franchise situation, it's almost like you know what's going to happen, yeah. don't you? Dillian becomes mandatory. Boom, great news, Dillian, you'll find the WBC. Yes, but Wilder, your franchise champion. And Dillian, you're boxing number two, and it's not what we want. I you know where you stand in the franchise championship. Yeah, and again, look, I, I can't stress enough uh, how much good stuff the WBC do. Mm. Franchise champion is not one of them. I, I, I can yeah. sit here and agree mm. with you. Finally, uh, last question, away from Saudi Arabia, Lawrence Coley, yeah. Lack, Lackey, mm. I mean, is that a fight that can be made? Is it going yeah, to be made? Yeah, not, not officially ordered yet, we're mm. waiting. And again, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be ordered. You've got number one and number two in the WBO cruiserweight rankings. Really dangerous fight. Really dangerous fight. And you know, the interesting thing with that is, is you've got a fight there where Lawrence Acoli will make much more money taking that fight in America, particularly on a show that features Polish fighters. But it would be more advantageous to him to fight him in the UK. Mm. But I don't think Lawrence gives a fuck, to be honest with you. I think he's gonna go, do you know what? Put me in America, I'm gonna knock him out anyway. He's already asked for South Park. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, he's another one that gets a load of stick. And the reason he gets stick is sometimes he's put in performances that haven't been that exciting. And you know why? Because he's well beyond his time in terms of his, not his ability, but his sort of ring craft yeah. to, to be in these kind of fights. Just be an undefeated European champion. You know, beat Matty Askin in what his eighth fight or something like that for the British title. Won in Commonwealth in his sixth or seventh fight. And now he's going to be fighting for, his, for a world title. He's not ready for Glowacki, but he can beat him, right? So this is this was like Joshua and Charles Martin. Joshua was never ready to become world champion, but we knew he could beat Charles Martin, so he took the gamble. But then, very quickly after that, eight months after, he had to fight Klitschko. He weren't ready for Klitschko, you know? Yeah. And Lawrence is not ready for Glowacki, but he can beat him. 
And sometimes, when you're a fighter that might not have the biggest profile in the world, or you might get a bit of stick, like Lawrence Akoli, the best way to fucking stick one of them out of people <laughs> is just to keep winning, mate. Just keep winning. Don't worry about other keep people. Winning, Don't worry about No, it's not even... Yeah, the smiling's always important. But it's just keep winning. And they fucking... They cannot... No one can get in your way. Right? And you go out there and win a world title with this few fights. And by the way, if you do it in America as well... I mean, that, that's almost as appealing. Rather than doing it in London, is actually to say, do you know what? We'll do it in New York. We'll do it in America. And let him come back a hero. Because he ain't everybody's cup of tea, Lawrence Akoli. Let's be honest. But you've got to respect the man and respect him even more if he goes out and wins a World Cruiserweight Championship. And by the way, I think he'll move up to heavyweight and I believe he'll win a world title at heavyweight as well. He's that Heavy, fucking awkward. Heavyweight division is magnet at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so it's going to be exciting and we'll see, we'll be pushing the WBO to make sure they, uh, they make that fight. Well, I'm going to be paying my 24 for my... Well, how can you not? How can you not? I know, it's, I know there's a price increase of £4. You've already spoken about this. Yeah, I have. Saying. And, you know, I understand that's never going to keep people happy, but this is a momentous occasion. And the card is fucking banging. And the fight is one of the biggest heavyweights of all time. So tune in. But I will ask you to do one thing. Support Anthony Joshua. Right? I, I'm not saying if you're Mexican and you're watching this, I understand <laughs> that might not be your cup of tea. But if you're British and you... You believe in good people, back Anthony Joshua. Get behind him, get him over the line. Show him that support that won him that Olympic gold medal. Show him that support that made him get up off the floor and beat Vladimir Klitschko in front of 90,000 people at Wembley. Give him your support and let's fucking go and do this. Definitely will. Sorry, Best Andy. Fist bump on that one. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Thanks for this, Fafel right, TV, Eddie, and I'll catch you tomorrow at the win. Thanks do. very Cheers. much, mate. Thank you. It's special. Absolute dynamite. Oh!